when I hear the word FOMO, I'm imagining someone scrolling through like Instagram or something and being like, oh, these look at all of my friends are at Coachella and I'm not there. You know, like I that's just not (laughs) that's just not me. You know, it's just like if anything, I'm just like, man, that's awesome that you're at Coachella. Good for you. You know. Welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another, the ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. I'm Kevin Murphy. I'm Michael Moyer. What are you drinking tonight, Kevin? I'm kicking off things tonight with my first beer. It's Actually, it's a a collab beer, so it doesn't come from a specific brewery, Um, but it's called 6-1 Pour, is a beer festival event here in columbus during um columbus craft beer week and it is a hazy ipa with key lime um and it's pretty good i like it uh it has like a it almost kind of tastes like a sour a little bit um but it's not like too overpowering Mm -hmm. that's kind of nice now for our our non-columbus folks Yes, it is 6-1 poor, not 61 poor. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the area code is 6-1-4. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the one I'm drinking tonight is one of my last expensive um, Tavor beers. Mm-hmm. It is the Heathen Brewing Company's barrel-aged Highland uh, Charge. Um, it's a Scottish ale. Okay. And... Um, Katie and I are splitting it tonight. It it, it it you know it's a normal larger bottle, right? But then they dip it in wax, and it's mm. like this blood red kind of wax that it's dipped. Okay, in. and then on top of the wax of the seal, they they put it like the crest of their seal on it. It's like, uh. a, it's like a dragon head or something. Yeah, it's, I'll I'll have to make sure I share a picture of that because yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It is, um, very good. Uh, I have to compare it. So I don't know if you remember from, uh, I don't know, whenever I did get the Tavor thing the first time, I, I, uh-huh. I said they kind of hide the prices. And it's not that you can't find the price, but it's kind of hidden in the text, right? It's yeah. Like the bottom, yeah. and it's not a different font size. It's just like, oh, this is six ninety nine for uh, you know two beers or whatever it is. Well, it's really easy if you're not kind of a paying attention to the price to just be like, oh, that sounds really good. Add to cart. Add to cart, right? Like, yeah. Because yeah. you're just building this crate of beer mm-hmm. that they'll ship to you. And when I finally was getting ready to check out, I noticed that I had two really expensive beers. One was like $29 and one was like $20. <laughs> um, you know, now these are, you know, 11 plus percent. So you probably yeah. should. Well, hopefully you wouldn't be drinking this yourself, but definitely right. sharing with someone. Um, they're larger bottles. You know, this one's a 22 ounce um, bottle and stuff. Okay. Well, uh, this was the quote. This was the cheaper of the two. This was the twenty dollar one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this one much better than the twenty nine dollar one. Um, yeah. So the more expensive of the two, it was like twenty nine dollars or twenty eight dollars for this bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, was a fifty fifty brewing company um, called Eclipse. Um, it's a, it was an imperial stout, but it was uh, brewed in Basil Hayden uh, barrels. Okay. And Basil Hayden is a our friend of the show. Mike's one of his favorite bourbons, and so that's kind of what drew me to it. I was like, "Oh, Mike likes this," and and that was a perfect one where I was saving. I wasn't going to just drink that by myself, right? For the yeah, show, yeah. As much as I'd like to review it on the show, I, I knew it was like a special bottle. I mean, heck, it's almost thirty dollars. I'm right. You know, 
maybe when we're bringing in the loads of cash for the show from all of our um, audible money, you know. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but right now I'm going to share it with uh, people in person and stuff. Um, it, it was it was definitely good. Uh, you know, I will say it's yeah. good. It was not $30 good. You know, okay. it was... It, it, I don't know. It it was really smooth. It was tasty. It didn't offend me at all, but it, it definitely should not have been $30. I would probably uh-huh. say if it didn't have the words Basil Hayden on the front, you know, and it was just, an, just a regular barrel-aged whatever, it right. probably would have been a $15 bottle or a $16 bottle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, now Tavor increases the prices of their bottles, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, inflates a little bit. But mm-hmm. if I was in the store, I would never pay um, close to what I did for that. So, um, what what do you think would be the most you'd be willing to pay for a bottle of beer? Uh, like, Twenty nine dollars. Twenty. And and really, that's the only the only reason I did was because, like I said, I was just kind of adding it and then when yeah. i saw it in the crate and i was like ah, you know i'll just i'll pay for it whatever it's fine right right but what about you is there a, yeah, a i i don't know <laughs> i haven't drank enough of the like the super fancy beers the the way you have um but i don't really know like at what point is do you have like the diminishing return you know like yeah. at what at what cost are you just like ah this is getting a little too ridiculous yeah. because i'm sure there's this like brewed with real gold flake you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. 50 dollars for a bottle or something like that i i will say it also depends on the situation that i'm going to get in when I, yeah. I agreed to myself to buy that i knew i was going to be sharing it with four to six people right uh-huh. like I would never, ever buy myself a bottle of anything over that amount to just mm-hmm. sit there and, and sip and stuff. You know, like, right, it's right. a different mentality when I'm buying these bottles individually and stuff. So it's kind of funny. Uh, uh, there was like a $45 bottle or 50 I can't remember. It was something really stupid. But the, okay. only, the main reason it was that expensive was it was in an airport. And have you been seeing the kiosks where you can just kind of sit down and they have iPads and you can order your food and yeah, play games yeah. and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, I was um, traveling for work and I was just sitting at one of them getting lunch and I was like, oh, they have a, a beer menu. And I was looking and yeah, there was some you know, bottle for $45. Now that was obviously airport inflated. Right, but right. I was like, who comes to this crappy airport <laughs> and is like, you know what, I'm going to drop $45 on a beer. Like, I don't right, know. It was just, right. <laughs> I was like, I want to meet that person and see what's going on in their life that they can uh, <laughs> justify spending that type of money. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I love about airports is time does not exist. You can drink a beer at, 7 a.m. and yeah it's perfectly acceptable <laughs> like even even if you literally just got up and you're like supposed to be eating breakfast you're like oh i guess you know a chicken sandwich and french fries does sound pretty good right now yeah. at 5 30 a.m yeah uh so my parents um have finally started listening to the show or at least okay. my dad has mm-hmm. um what we're 29 episodes in i figured you know we kind of got down what it is uh about uh but my parents still wanted to go back to episode one uh-huh. <laughs> but man re-listening to the first few episodes like um you in particular have loosened up so much 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, and I was, we were all both pretty stiff and stuff, but I, I think like episode three, we were like, oh yeah, we should probably have a beer beforehand to loosen us up. And then we got a little too loose. <laughs> <laughs> but I told my dad, I was like, if you skipped like episode seven, that's where I kind of feel we um, were feeling out a lot of the issues, like getting uh-huh. your, um, your vocal stuff kind of set up differently with the, the EQ on the back end and the compression and all that stuff and everything. And like leveling out stuff, cutting out um, gaps when when we need to, mm-hmm. um, all that type of stuff, and you know, especially now we're kind of more in a groove and stuff. But yeah, it, yeah, it's still kind of fun to go back and listen to some of those episodes because, right, you know, like in hindsight, it, it was really um, ambitious of us to be like, this is going to be the episode about music, <laughs> you know, like yeah, <laughs> when yeah. when music's been such a huge part of our life, we could probably have right. fifteen episodes, you know. Right. <laughs> and, and that's what I think is really cool about it is is this whole like uh, song of the week just kind of solidifies how important music is to to uh, both of us mm-hmm. is that we can pick out a new song every week mm-hmm. and, you know, it, you know, share it with with everybody. It, it's that's yeah. one thing that I really like that the, the show has started to do. And why don't you tell the listeners about your uh, playlist that you created? Oh yeah. So if if anybody listening out there is is interested in in hearing all of this music that we've been sharing, um, you can go to Spotify. I created a "Are You Ready for Another" uh, twenty nineteen playlist, and it includes all of the music that we have uh, shared on this episode. Or all all of our episodes. So um, you know, if you want to go back and and revisit some of those songs that that you want want to hear more of, you know, you can definitely do that. But what I think is cool about it is, you know, when the new year turns, then I'll start a whole new playlist. I'll I'll create a 2020 playlist. Mm-hmm. So it it kind of goes back to like one of the things we talked about is how like certain music um, is like bookmarks in in our lives and i feel like by doing this podcast and selecting these songs they will always be attached to like this first year of of this show mm-hmm. you know um so when el diablo comes on <laughs> you'll always remember that you know so i think that that's pretty cool yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fun and yeah and for, just for people so you're aware we also are um it's, I haven't fully coded it out yet because I have to do it manually um, with tables and table rows and stuff. But um, I am also keeping a list of our beers that we've drank um, in on the website as well. So that's are you ready for another dot com slash beers. And so you'll be able to see um, right there because we kind of already do this on Kevin and I do through the back end in Google our Google Doc sheet. But mm. the listeners can't see that. So um, right. I'm adding that to the main page and stuff. And so. Right. And uh, and you know what? I don't believe I said that uh, if uh, you can get to you can get to the playlist through our website as well. Um, and it'll link directly to Spotify if you want to try to find it that way. Actually, that's probably the easier way to find it than searching it in Spotify because I seriously doubt our playlist is, you know, first <laughs> results of of that search. So, yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. Let's uh, try it out right now in real time. Real time uh, to follow up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on, on on the feedback. <laughs> um, which you know, it, it's it, I don't know. Kevin always jokes. 
you know, will get dinged and take, uh, you know, the RIAA will come after us for the music that we're playing on these episodes. Mm-hmm. And generally, I think the, um, I don't know the official rule, and I'll share the link uh, to what the official rules are when I can find it. But if if it's a news-related thing, you can play up to X amount of time of a clip, right? Okay. Uh, uh-huh. You know, let's make this number up. Let's say it's 20 seconds. So you, if you're talking about the current events, news type thing, we are, say ourselves as a news show and we play... Uh, baby's got back, <laughs> you know, for 20 seconds, we would be okay. Where uh-huh. you get into trouble is when you play it for the whole song or you play a minute and a half or whatever. Gotcha. Well, the main issue we're having right now is we don't make any money off this. There's no uh, podcasts are kind of in a weird location, right? Cause we're not really uh-huh. broadcasting, but we are, we're sharing files, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure if Kevin and I ever start making money, we would need to get a, a lawyer and look into <laughs> if us playing music at the end of the episode is <laughs> yeah. is acceptable or not, or what we right. need to do to pay it. But my not at all strictly legal way around it is I do share the iTunes links and the Spotify links at the end. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how the artist gets paid. Here you go. Go listen to the song. That's what we don't play the whole song either, you know. Right. I mean, if, right. if, if listeners, you are using our last of our hour and fifteen minute show, you're using that two minute clip, and you're just rewinding that just to listen to that song to save a <laughs> dollar or whatever it is. <laughs> I will actually pay for you to get Spotify each month, just because, yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel I feel for you that your life you, you don't have that money to <laughs> you're utilizing our thirty second clips to listen to it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I I think it'll be cool and you know if if there is a song that we share that that uh somebody hears and and really enjoys and then that kind of drives them to a band that they had never heard before. I mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool to to get feedback on that of of somebody that they're like, "Oh, I never heard of this band before, but man, I really like that song." Like mm-hmm. that would be like perfect for me, you know. Well, and that's what I loved about our friend Dustin being a, a guest last week, you know, is he brought a song to listen to that week. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing in a completely different, you know, song repertoire, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Dustin and I overlap a lot with musical stuff, but I mean, right, he hasn't right. lived in Ohio in uh, 15 years, uh-huh. you know? Like, I mean, <laughs> he's got a whole new life on the East Coast in New York. And then, you know, it's funny we didn't even get into that, moving to New York and then moving up to, to Dover and stuff. And yeah. So, yeah. Dustin, you'll just have to come back in a, a future episode and <laughs> talk about your journey there. Because, <laughs> you know, like, each year that we grow and are grow older, there's more music in our life. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's that uh, somebody that I've been listening to more and she intrigues me. Um, is Billy and I'm going to say her last name wrong, but, but Eilish, I think Billy Eilish. Mm-hmm. Everything I do, the way I wear my news, like a necklace. I want to make them scared, like I could be anywhere, like I'm reckless. I lost my mind. I 
you know who she reminds me of a lot is she's obviously nothing like Taylor Swift, nothing like the typical pop singer, but uh-huh. she's got a uh-huh. kind of unique sound. Is Fiona Apple a lot? Okay, yeah. Um, I think Billie Eilish is like sixteen or seventeen, or she was when she came out. And she might be a little older now, but Fiona mm-hmm. Apple, same seventeen, came out with uh, Criminal. She wrote all her own stuff. You know, she kind of had this unique sound that wasn't just a straight up pop song, but it was like a perfect pop song for that time. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. And not that I'm saying they sound at all alike. It's just kind of their way of going about it uh, is kind of reminds me of, um, you know, Fiona Apple and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I, I really like Fiona Apple. And so far, I'm liking Billy Billy stuff. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's her and her brother that do it. Like her brother's a little older and he's the producer of a lot of her okay. songs. So uh-huh. they're kind of this duo and obviously she's the face and the voice of their duo. Gotcha. Um, it's kind of like Macklemore with uh you know, the one guy's the rapper and the the face oh, of yeah. Macklemore but the mm-hmm. other guy's like, you know, his music producer and the one that yeah. comes up with the beats and stuff. Right, right. <clears throat> but fun stuff. Um so yeah, everybody go to are you ready for another.com, check out those links. Um, Kevin, I will say I I searched on Spotify and guess what comes up top uh, first? Not our podcast, your playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Your playlist with zero followers shows up before our podcast. Now, right? That's probably saying something more about Spotify being a music place first and stuff. But right, right. So yeah, everybody go check that out Um, because yeah, it'll be cool. Um, Because right now it shows uh, uh, followers. I wonder, does it show? plays and stuff like on the playlist like specific Uh, to that playlist you know what it might but i've never actually had like anybody follow my (laughs) playlist before so i guess we'll find out together because it it would be awesome if like you know flock of seagulls is the number one listen to song off of our playlist yeah Yeah, it's like people are searching Flock of Seagulls, and it's like it, the first hit is their actual album, and then the second hit is the, the song <laughs> linking to our playlist. Um, speaking of Flock of Seagulls, um, <laughs> so I have a running joke with a friend of the show, uh, Mike and Audrey, that mm-hmm. when they met, um, Mike walked into a bar with Flock of, or, you know, um, a Flock of Seagulls haircut. Okay. And if anybody remembers what the Flock of Seagulls band looked like, they had this like kind of crazy hair, you know, that they obviously mm. used tons of hairspray on and stuff. Yeah. And and because my parents were asking them, like, oh, how'd you meet? And so I was like, well, let me tell you how they met. And I had my completely made up version of, of them meeting, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, um, but they were down for what's called Bounty on the Bricks in Athens. Uh-huh. And it's been going on for a few years. But it is a um, it's a dinner um, run by the, a local organization down here, and they all the proceeds and money goes to the Southeast Ohio Food Bank, and so the tickets aren't cheap. Um, but essentially, what it is is 
a full block, I think, yeah, full block on Court Street is blocked off, and there's essentially a very long dinner table in the middle, like stretches mm-hmm. from one end to the other end. Okay. And you get served food, right? It's a five-course meal usually, you know. It's over the course of three hours or something like that. And, in, and it's just kind of a fun thing. Um, this year they had a chef that runs the, it's called Pork and Pickles, uh, uh-huh. a restaurant place that does it. And all of the servers this year were volunteers from, um, like, Nelsonville football team was volunteering, the Athens volleyball team, the Athens Honor mm. Society, you know. So, they're <laughs> you know, they're high school kids. So, like, it was kind of funny. We were asking, like, oh, when, when is this coming? They were like, um, you know, they're always in pairs, right? <laughs> like, uh-huh. It was two girls, <laughs> and they were like, um, we don't know. And I was like, no, that's fine. You're okay. <laughs> like, you could deliver your bread, you know. But it, it's definitely not set up to be a... A typical restaurant, right? Where mm-hmm. you're like, hey, I yeah. need more water, you know, because you can go get your own water and stuff. But. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what made me think about bringing that up is for a long time, I've thought about, uh, do you, I, well, do you know what FOMO is? Yeah. Fear of missing out. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I hate calling it FOMO, but. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like you're trying to be cool. Yeah. You're just like, you know, FOMO. Yeah, <laughs> FOMO. It's like ASAP. When I started hearing ASAP when I was, I don't know, 16 or something, I was like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. And then and somebody's like, as soon as possible, I was like, why don't you just say as soon as possible? You know, but then <laughs> somebody's like, but when I'm talking about something I want as soon as possible, it takes me so many syllables to say as soon as possible. So, of course, I need to say ASAP to cut it down. <laughs> I'm like, So I've always had this, like, trigger with the word ASAP, you know. Like, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that. It's good it, to know. It's it's not like horrible. It's not like if you say it, I'm going to be like, Grr! but it's just it's one of these things that like for that the time you're saving saying ASAP versus as soon as possible. My brain is wasting going through that and saying, why did you say ASAP right there? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have the same feeling with FOMO. But again, it's one of those things where I'm like, why don't you just say fear of missing out? But Right, right. But but do you ever experience that fear of missing out? You know what? I don't think I really have. Um, I think maybe when I was a little bit younger and maybe something would would be happening that you know, I, I, I don't know, couldn't go to, you know what? The last time I experienced FOMO, it just came to me was that Mo show that, uh, the one in upstate New York, what was that Mo down that I, I didn't, didn't go to. That was probably the last time I really felt that like, ah, I really wish I could be experiencing this right now. And I'm not. Um, but yeah, I don't, but, but I'm not really like a jealous type of person. And, and I feel like, I feel like fear missing out is, is kind of wrapped up into jealousy a little bit. Well, it's probably more, and this is weird, um, semantics, but I think the the better term is envy. Okay. Cause, Cause jealousy is something somebody would take from you. Oh, okay. And like, okay. Uh, you know, if you're not experiencing something that you weren't experiencing, right, it'd be envious, but that's semantics of, of that word. But, but right, I, right. I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. And so you think that was the last time? <clears throat> well, that you can kind of think of. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure there was probably, you know, another another situation mm-hmm. that that I experienced it. But yeah, I don't, I'm not like 
when I when I hear the word FOMO, I'm imagining someone scrolling through like Instagram or something and being like, "Oh, these look at all of my friends are at Coachella and I'm not there." <laughs> you know, like I that's just not <laughs> that's just not me. You know, it's just like if anything, I'm just like, "Man, that's awesome that you're at Coachella. Yeah. Good for you." You yeah. know. Yeah, the only time I've experienced it with like seeing posts from people are um, when we moved away, I would see posts from, you know, friends that would go to something like this Bounty on the Bricks, right? Uh-huh. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. man, I wish I was there for this, you know? Um, another example is Katie and I were, I can't remember what we were doing. We were passing through Athens, and the owner of Jackie O's was putting on a, like, private beer pairing and, and food tasting, yeah. And like our, our close friends were going and, you know, and I, I knew if we lived in Athens, we would have been going to that. Right. Like, and I was like, oh, man. And they were like, well, we got you two tickets. And I was like, yeah, but we're not going to be able to stay long. So we ended up we did go. But then we had to leave because we had another five and a half hour drive to D.C., you know. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was like, oh, man, I wish we could have just stayed. You know, like it, it was things like that. And, and when I think of fear of missing out, it's always those type of things. When I had moved um, to <clears throat> uh, Canal Winchester. And again, if people don't know, is southeast of, of Columbus. Um, so if I'm ever talking to people outside of Ohio, I will just tell them that I lived in Columbus at that point in my life. Right. I'm not going to be like, Oh, it's this, like, it'd be like saying like, Oh, I live in, I live in DC. Well, no, I didn't really live in DC. I lived in Arlington, but like, you know, people understand the the concept of DC better than they understand the, the concept that Arlington is literally just right there, you know, but, um, Right, you know, no offense, true DC born bred people, which I did meet, and man, they were like, like nobody's from DC, you know, like that type of thing and stuff. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> um, when I did live up in Canal and I moved back to Athens, that's when like a bunch of my friends from Canal and stuff started going out to different places, and they started joining different like softball leagues and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, ah, well, why aren't we doing that when I lived up there? You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I like, even though I was experiencing good things down in Athens, I was like, ah, oh, man, I wish I could be up there for that. You know, like it was just this weird, like uh-huh. I wanted to do the new stuff there and, you know, it's just kind of like, man, I'm, 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 I'm missing out on that type of stuff. And, and it's a, it, it's this weird feeling where I'm not like, um, mad at the people right uh for not including me or whatever it was right uh-huh. it's just i knew if i would have been there i would have been doing that with them yeah right yeah um, yeah do you remember when you lived out in seattle mm-hmm. and tori and i were like rocking at the <laughs> lake and and we we kept facetiming you and like uh-huh. i think finally you're just like fine like i'll answer uh-huh. these fuckers like i i know they're drunk but you know and so we're, like, FaceTiming you, and, like, you, you guys are, like, going out to dinner or something. Yeah. So were you having some FOMO moments at that point? <laughs> I, surprisingly, with, living on the, the West, well, yeah, living in that time zone, and that's three hours behind Ohio. Yeah. Uh-huh. Again, most people forget that Ohio is in the Eastern time zone, especially my Chicago friends. So that is three hours behind. So yeah, it must have been like, I don't know, 11 o'clock your time, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, 
you guys weren't the only ones that would do that, right? That would call and be like, hey, pick up and stuff, you know? But it would be this weird thing where we were out to dinner or, yeah, we were doing stuff. And I do remember being like, ah, I wish I was with you guys. But then we FaceTimed for an hour, right? And it's kind of like Uh us talking with Dustin last week. We are afforded this luxury of being in this world that we live now with technology that I could still kind of be there with you for that hour. Right, Um, right. You know, I I wanted to be there, but because I was able to FaceTime and we were able to talk and you guys were really, really, really three sheets to the wind. Yeah. (laughs) You guys were like nine sheets to the wind at that time. It was kind of fun because when we hung up, I was like, well, I'm glad I'm not that drunk because I have to get up in the morning, (laughs) whatever it was, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I have some some fun footage of that night because it was right when I first got my GoPro, and so like I was like recording video. Wait, you have a this, GoPro? Have... Is it a like like just their small GoPro that you can attach to motorcycle helmets and stuff? That you know, I mean, it's yeah, the... uh huh. So what do you use? Yeah, it? What do I you mean, use it, it it's for? it's not like su- it's not like super fancy, like what? where it does like four K no, sixty but, frames. No, or anything, but like but... I mean, uh, I've wanted one so bad. So what do you use it for? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I haven't really used it for much. Um, I I can't remember. I I had aspirations for it for some reason. I mean, I've I've used it. I've recorded yeah. video with it and stuff like that. But definitely have not like. Oh, I want to start mountain biking and I want to start taking footage of mm-hmm. that. Um, but anyways, I. I had the I have like the GoPro selfie stick thing, mm-hmm. um, and so there's f- video footage of Tori singing. Um, I think it was Thunderstruck. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> that was that same night that we uh, we uh, blew up your phone. <laughs> yeah, I I I so want to get a GoPro for the motorcycle. Uh huh. Um. And for two reasons, I think it'd just be cool to like have video footage of riding motorcycles and stuff. Right. The second is, I mean, you've seen it. You ride motorcycles. People are dumb on roads, right? Mm -hmm. And when you Mm -hmm. ride a motorcycle, you have to be extra super califragilistic, espialidocious, extra aware of your surroundings now really everybody should be that way even in their cars but true reality is you're not (laughs) yeah yeah uh, you might look at your radio or something but on the motorcycle you have to constantly be you know and i there's been so many times when people have done dumb things in front of me they pulled out Mm. they've done this they didn't notice me all this type of stuff right and and i like it's just one of those things i would love to have like evidence of whatever happened to me, whether, you know, hopefully nothing bad would happen, but right. like, if it, I just be right. like, well, I got this recorded and yep. And see, you did this and you know, everything and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, it was actually really cool though. Actually, I just remember the last time I used it is when I still had the infinity and I thought th- like there was like this sound that was coming from the car and I couldn't isolate it. I did. I didn't know if it was like wheel bearings or like suspension or something, so I literally like I zip tied the GoPro underneath <laughs> the car and then recorded it, oh, and God. it was actually re- really freaking cool. I'll, you I'll just have to gave, pull up that. Yeah, you need to share that video, um, and we can put it on the website. Okay, because yeah, it's actually really <laughs> it's a really cool video. I'll have to show it to you. 
So the GoPro website, and I, I've been looking at GoPros for like th- three years. Um, and it's funny, I, I will spend money at the blink of a hat on other things. Uh-huh. But this just feels like one of those just a little too far beyond just really justifying it. Like I can yeah. justify it for yeah. the, that stuff. But really what I'd be using it for is the second video on their or their first video where it's like the guys are the mountain bike, the guys running in a mountain ski. Oh, he's in yeah. a NASCAR. <laughs> like this is GoPro wants to give their their this is what people use this for. And right, I bet ninety eight percent of people are like like me <laughs> on their bike path. Well, at least you put it under the car, like because that's yeah, that's probably a unique thing that not a ton of people have used it for. Uh-huh. Um, like because um, I was immediately like, I want to do that because you know I I want to do yeah. it everywhere. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it it was perfect too because with it being underneath the car, there wasn't a whole lot of like um like wind noise. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that was being you know diffused by the the rest of the car. So I really could. It was it was weird. I could really hear the car mm-hmm. very differently than you would ever hear it anywhere else. Like <laughs> I could hear the motor and the you know the um, ter- uh, rack and pinion like engaging as I was turning the wheels and stuff like that. It was <laughs> it was cool, but it still I still never did find that problem. I could still never isolate that problem, and then. Other shit started happening, and yeah. then I was just like, I, I got to get rid of it. Of but yeah. Things to come. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the Hero 7 Black uh, GoPro right now. Yeah. It's $399. <laughs> but it probably does 4K 60 frames. Yeah, it probably does. It's waterproof, you know, all that stuff. And uh-huh. this would be a perfect example of our um, friend Joel, who is the guitarist in our band, him and his wife really partner together with if he wants something like this, he will be like, this is what I want for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. he will wait until Christmas and his wife will buy it uh, for him. Yeah. Where my wife, Katie, and I, we don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> if Katie wants something, she'll buy it for herself. If I want something, I'll buy it for myself. Now, obviously, we have to be within our limits. Like, I'm not going to buy a $5,000 guitar and just be like, oh, yeah, I've had that for years. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Even though I could so easily do it. I have so many guitars, Katie has no idea what guitars I have. But if I just showed up <laughs> one day with, like, a John Mayer, um, Paul Reed Smith a guitar that's like 12 grand or whatever um i could probably convince her that i already owned it but she would be like wait a minute why is there a twelve thousand dollar <laughs> <laughs> credit card bill oh i've always had that credit card debt it's it's fine um but like this seems like one of those things where i should just put this on my like aspirational christmas list thing you know that says hey mm-hmm. i really want this but i know it's kind of not super frivolous. I mean, I've definitely had more frivolous things I've spent money on, but but it's something that I've been like eyeing for years, you know. Of. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, a few years ago, my uh, I got a Christmas present that was a camera like this, and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing! I don't have to get a GoPro now." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I I haven't told the person that got me this camera because I truthfully I don't think they spent won any money on it or if they did they got it in like the aisle of a, a walgreens okay. um it had to have been cheap and i have tried to use it but it literally is like using a camera phone from 2004 
And I was like, oh. And then for a while, I thought there was something wrong with the lens. Like, uh-huh. and no, yeah. it, it, it's yeah, it it's it's not the greatest picture quality. So I'm not really sure who this is for, other than um, people that want to test out the form factor of a GoPro. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, so that's what it kicked out because I've been looking at these. And so, yeah. So do you know what model you have? I mean, you probably have to go look it up. But um. yeah, um, I got the um, let me see, because I got it a couple years ago. Um, yeah, because now they're pretty much up to the Hero 7 version because I know they always had names. It was like you probably yeah, had the three yeah. or the two or something. I don't know if it was still called Hero then, but <clears throat> but you definitely need to bring it up for when we go up in September. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to I'll just have to yeah. yeah I yeah. think it was just the the like normal I think it was called like the normal hero mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So it wasn't so there was like a couple of generations that had come out since the original mm-hmm. and then they're like we want to make like a reasonably priced GoPro for so essentially, like the GoPro I have is the people that that need multiple GoPros, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like my GoPro is not necessarily the one you would get for like your primary, mm-hmm. but it would be like your secondary angle or your your third angle GoPro where you just need you need that footage, in, you know, in that direction. Mm-hmm. So the features on it were were definitely limited but i mean it it still did you know 1080p 60 60 frames so um yeah but yeah i'll have to i'll have to dig through all of that stuff because i just remembered i <laughs> i was doing construction in my um <clears throat> my attic mm-hmm. and so i actually was wearing a hard hat and um, I attached the GoPro to my hard hat, so I have this footage of like me like do, doing like construction stuff in the in the attic. So this hard hat, um, did you like go to Lowe's and you're like, I need it just for this lo- uh, this instance, or had you already owned the hard hat from before? No, I I went there specifically for a hard hat because. Our attic is super like um, the pitch of the the roof is really shallow, so there isn't much room up there, mm-hmm. and the nails from the shingle stick through mm-hmm. the sheeting, mm-hmm. so you could literally like get a nail in your head if you didn't have like some type of protection on. So that was the purpose of buying the hard hat. Is I didn't want to get a nail in my head when I was up there doing insulation and <laughs> all of the the fun. Uh, bathroom stuff like i i rerouted the um our attic or the the exhaust fan for our bathroom it was like really janky and and they had cut the vent pipe and so like i fixed that and you know did all of these things but nice but yeah i i have a gopro footage of that too (laughs) so yeah i could see what you're saying like it it feels it feels very frivolous because it it kind of is like Mm -hmm. You 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 know you're not making these epic movies yeah. like your aspirational movies of like oh I'm gonna have all these cool angles, <laughs> you know of me on the motorcycle. No, you're like you're attaching it to your hard hat as you're fixing your. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, at a certain level, it's about as frivolous as the show, right? The show right. is us talking uh-huh. about our lives, which you know a very small group of people care about listening to, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very thankful that those people do like to listen to it. You know, 
And these videos could be a, a, an offshoot of that, right? If you had a mm-hmm. YouTube channel that was just literally my motorcycle rides or whatever. If my dad had footage of all the stuff that he did to the house when I grew up, I would love to see that stuff, right? Even if it was just in a hard hat of him, like, <laughs> turning that one small bedroom into two smaller bedrooms. Like, you know, like... Right. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. one, I would love to see that stuff, you know? I mean, the outside world might not care, um, but, right, you know... Right, right. Um, I guess it's all, all it takes is one person to be interested in it, you know? And mm-hmm. Most likely it's going to be a family member, but... Um, yeah, but it it is it is kind of fun to like look back on it and be like, wow, man, I I busted my ass up there mm-hmm. because I really did, you know, like it was it was pretty crazy. All right, my next beer is a Central Waters Brewing Company. It's a Peruvian Morning Brand Stout. It's the Brewers Reserve. There's a lot of stuff. This label, while not as clean as simple as. Uh, Dustin's beer from last week, the uh, main beer company, Peeper Ale. It's uh-huh. a similar kind of feeling with this label. They are keeping it pretty simple, um, other than there's a lot of different fonts going on. Um, do you ever notice <clears throat> when you see drug commercials, it'll be like a leave, and then underneath there's like some really large um, scientific term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's always annoyed me as a designer. Because you are required by the FDA to use the real word for the thing when it's a drug, uh-huh. right? And that's and it has to be a certain percentage size to the overall logo. But these companies try and <laughs> come up with their fancy marketable name, right? Um, well, it's always annoying me with these companies because it's literally like they come up with this really cool awesome logo for their branded drug and then they're like oh yeah that's right the fda requires us to have the actual name underneath it really large (laughs) um plop you know and it's just an afterthought (laughs) and like i've never understood it and i've I've never worked for that large of a marketing firm to, to to be doing drugs that big but i'm like couldn't you just incorporate that a little better like does it have to just look like it was this afterthought of of crap you know right and that's what this kind of label reminds me of they've got a different font size for central waters brewing company inc then peruvian morning is its own font then brand stout underneath that is its own font doesn't really feel part of it then underneath that is brewer's reserve okay and then on the mm-hmm. left, like an afterthought, they just threw on bourbon barrel. <laughs> and then, of course, you have, you have to have the government warning on your labels. That's, that's just known. And so design with that in mind. Design with the government warning label. Don't, yeah. don't act like it doesn't exist and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. We need to include it because it's mandated. No, keep that in mind. Make, make your labels nice. You know, um, make sure they have a King Cobra with laser beam shooting out of it and you'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you drinking? My next beer tonight is actually a, my very first repeat of the show. And uh, I, I want to be like really cool and say, I, I just love this beer so much that I just had to drink it again. But the truth is, I just I didn't have time to get <laughs> beer tonight. So. I'm drinking CBC Cowboy Bernie. It's an Imperial uh, Pale Ale, uh, high ABV. But I I like it. it. I'm definitely going to probably pick the another six pack up after after I finish this one. All right. 
And and listeners, if you are offended that Kevin has repeated a beer, because we all know that I have never repeated a beer on this show. (laughs) (laughs) There's never been multiple Bush Light drinkings on this show (laughs) or half no fury drinkings at all. Right, right. Uh, But but if, if you do want to tell Kevin that you're disappointed in him, uh, make sure you go to our website. Are you ready for another? And uh, give us an email, and yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> or email us at uh, Are you ready for another at gmail dot com. Um, and speaking of emails, <clears throat> listeners, thank you for those of you that have reached out um, and have you know decided to email us. It's 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 really helpful with your feedback and stuff. So I will read some of our emails, um, and I think this could be a good follow up thing. Um, okay. This first email comes from um, our listener, not an alien, and (laughs) (laughs) he likes to say, my cousin Gary says Area 51 is gay fish, and people with... (laughs) I can't read this. (laughs) Did I read this to you? Uh, You just sent me a screen cap. Okay, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm going to uh, to um what not sanitize what is it I'm going to censor this because even though we have the explicit uh, podcast reading this one I'm just gonna censor. So my cousin Gary says Area 51 is for gay fish and people with little baby beep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink the Kool Aid. Area 56 is 12 miles down the road and that's where all they do all the. Sorry. Area 56 is 12 miles down the road and that's where they do all the butt stuff. Sincerely, not an alien. So that's that's <laughs> that's our first email. Thank you listener who obviously listened to uh area, uh the episode 22 of our show. Um which has been a very very popular episode of discussion for um every that everybody that we've heard feedback from. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm kind of glad we did that uh three sheets because I I don't think we could have done that episode any other way. You know, no, like no. could could we really had a a, a legitimate honest discussion? <laughs> it would have been so sanitized and yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. had It'd the be like, off. Right, right, right. <laughs> Definitely that episode's going to be sticking out in my head for for this first we, year of uh, episodes. We will always remember episode 22. All right. So anyways, are, are we are we done with the FOMO? Are we moving on No. So one of the things that made me think about this, the fear of missing out uh-huh. is, yeah, I've had the we moved away and missing friends and family and they were doing stuff and I was like, oh, if I was there, I would have been with them, right? I would have uh-huh. been, yeah, going to this event and doing this type of thing. But one of the things that I've been experiencing lately, and I never thought I would experience this, and it's so strange to me, okay, is one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to. And speaking of a podcast about nostalgia, the podcast is called Retronauts, and. They're getting a little looser with their definition of what's a retro game, but essentially okay. the premise of the show is anything 10 years or older, they can talk about on the show, right? Okay. So it's weird yeah. to think now that stuff that came out in 2009 would be allowed to be on the show, right? Like, that's not retro. Right. That's not a Nintendo game from 1985, you know, but but uh-huh. it is, you know, according to, I mean, they've been doing this show for a very long time. And I will listen to episodes. I don't listen to every episode, but I listen to probably 90% of the episodes, and because even though I didn't own every uh, game console, you know, when I was little, 
it was mainly just the Nintendo Entertainment System, right? There were some mm-hmm. other systems. There was the mm-hmm. the Sega Master System and all this stuff, but nobody owned that stuff. And before that, you had the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and Atari dropped the ball because of the video game crash in eighty two or eighty three, and then right. like Nintendo uh-huh. picked up from it. Atari tried to come back with the Atari Seventy Eight Hundred, but it just didn't. It didn't. It, Nintendo was catching the whatever <laughs> world on fire at that point, or at least in the United States. Um, fast forward to when the Super Nintendo came out and like the Sega Genesis had been out for, I think, two years at that point. But what really pushed the Sega Genesis ahead was Sonic the Hedgehog. And I just remember the ads being like, you know, Sega does what Nintendo don't. That was like the ad, you know. Uh-huh. And yeah. at that time in school, you were either a Sega kid or you're a Nintendo kid. Like there was no owning multiple systems because these were expensive things, right? Um, right. And just by happenstance, um, I had gotten a Super Nintendo, or at least my family had gotten one, um, you know, and I kind of took to it more than my sister or brother did. I mean, my brother definitely played Super Mario World and stuff, but my, I remember my sister being excited about it and then just kind of like was like, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she was super excited about it, and I don't even think I ever saw her like play Super Mario yeah. World or anything. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but it, it definitely kind of became my system over the years because I was the one that was like really invested in it. Um, and so we just had Nintendo and the same with Nintendo 64 and, and, and stuff like that. And I, and I remember, uh, similar conversations happening with the PlayStation coming out, right? Like people are like, Oh, I got a PlayStation. And I think I mentioned this in the video game episode, but I was like in the nineties, it's hard to under state the fact that how many video game consoles were coming out at that time Mm -hmm. you know you had the 3do the cdi you had all these cd based things that were just crap they were horrible they were slow they're all this type of stuff and so whenever a video game magazine would have that stuff i would just be like that just seems like another thing that's going to be too expensive and all this type of stuff well fast forward to the playstation comes out and it like just becomes a behemoth you know It, it is everyone had a playstation and I didn't, and I remember, mm-hmm. like, this, this is one of those things that has forgotten to time, right? People are like, oh, um, you can look at a Nintendo 64 game now, and the textures are blurry, uh, the frame rate sucks, all that type of stuff. Because you're seeing it now with the modern lens of yeah, playing that game yeah. now versus playing a PlayStation 1 game now on, like, an emulator, and you're seeing it how fast it runs. But I remember one of the huge, huge negatives that I disliked the PlayStation 4 was the load times. And because it had like a two-speed CD-ROM drive in it, and it was just slow as molasses. And one of the things Nintendo would tell us be like, oh, our games start up immediately. All this stuff, blah, 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 everything. And so I like purposely avoided a PlayStation because of, well, it was also expensive to buy and stuff. But what's interesting is when I'd go over to friends' houses, when I'd go over to my friend um, Roach's house or my other friend's house at the time, they'd have a PlayStation. And so I'd play games. I played Resident Evil. Uh My friend um, Jeff would let me borrow his PlayStation. I played Metal Gear Solid. I played Final Fantasy VII. And it was so weird because these are these games that are like considered monumental things that had happened in the lexicon of the video game world, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I played them, but I had this bias against the system at the time for whatever reason. Um, Like, yeah, I had a good time with the game, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, it's the best game ever. So super long way of saying when I've been listening to the show Retronauts, 
and I hear these people talk with such passion about some of these games, I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember that. And it kind of like makes me have this, I missed out on so many other games, not just the big games, not the Final Fantasy or the the uh, Resident Evil, but the, these little games that just never came to the Nintendo 64 because it, I don't think I could go back in time and be like, oh, Michael, you need to buy a PlayStation because at the time I didn't have lots of money, right? The Nintendo 64 was my system. I was going to go buy a PlayStation. Right. right. And, you know, I wasn't going to go buy... I only bought, like, maybe two or three games a year, right? So, like, <laughs> it was this... It, it's this weird thing where I'm like, would have I been different if, like, I could have afforded a second system? And how would have I have afforded these other games? Um, you know, I, I know PlayStation games were generally cheaper at the time because they were on CD and stuff. But I, I, I just kind of been experiencing this. And, like, it happened with PlayStation 2, which I never owned up until later and stuff. And, like, I know you had, like, Gran Turismo and stuff, and you'd play these games on mm-hmm. PlayStation 2. And I remember being like, oh, I want to play these, and I'd play them and have fun. But, like, at the time, I was just, like, it, it didn't exist to me. And so now yeah. that I'm hearing about all these other games that I would have been interested in that weren't Gran Turismo... Because uh, Grand Turismo was fun, but it wasn't for me. You know, Grand Theft Auto was fun, but uh, it's not my cup of tea, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'll hear this episode about this particular game. I'm like, I had no idea this existed. I was completely blind to the only thing on PlayStation were the big games, right, that everybody talked about. But there was tons of other little games that I would have really liked. And I, I know for a fact that I would be like, oh, that's, you know, a game I cherish in my memory now, you know. Um, and that's why I'm so like kind of like grateful that you were like wanting to play Halo at that time, mm-hmm. you know, in 2001, 2002, whenever it was, because it it's like at, it's added this uh, memory there of me playing it then. Yes, it'd still be a good right. game today, and I I do that right. now. I I do play old games now, but you you can never get that. You can never put that hat on of being 16 and sitting in your video game chair. And experiencing that thing at the first time and saying, this is the best that this thing can do right now, not 25 years later and saying, well, this is really good for the time, right? And so it's just this weird feeling I have with video games for some reason, Um, in particular listening to this podcast where I I get this, oh man, I was there at that moment and I had no idea Mm -hmm. this existed. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know, like I, (laughs) I have this wall of games, right? Um, <laughs> and I, I've, I've struggled with how to organize it best. You know, I've always done chronological, okay. Chronological. And then, um, uh, uh, or sorry, I've always done alphabetical. And then if I have a series of games, like obviously Metroid prime one, Metroid prime two, then yeah, I do chronological, yeah. um, you know, but then you run into a weird thing where if you have like multiple Zelda games, do you do it alphabetical for the whole Zelda series or do you do it because Zelda of all the video games has a very convoluted timeline that really shouldn't exist. Like Nintendo made a timeline, but each Zelda game is kind of its own thing, right? It's, it's kind of a retelling of this legend that has happened. There are a few direct sequels like, Oh, this literally takes place after this last game, but that rarely happens. There's maybe like a Mm -hmm. handful that do that. And so then I'll get into this weird thing. I'm like, well, the Wind Waker, um, alphabetically, is you know after Twilight Princess, 
But in the timeline of the Zelda timeline, Twilight Princess te- technically takes place before. And so I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I do this weird chronological thing. <laughs> and I just like, I don't know. It's this weird, I, it's hard for me to put a a like thing down through words of the joy it makes me kind of going through and thinking of stuff like that. Um, and I, and it's weird because I, I've a lot of, I have a ton of like PlayStation one and PlayStation two games now, even though I never owned them at the time. Um, I've pretty much just inherited them. Um, my brother-in-law was going to throw them away or, you know, somebody's like, well, I don't want these anymore. And I was like, well, I'll just, I'll hold on to them, uh, you know, for you. And then that way, if you ever want them back, I've got them. You know, if you ever do this weird thing that I've done with video games, right. (laughs) Where I'm like, Oh, I want to see that. And so I have, there's a lot of games in there that are great. There's Gran Turismo 4 that's in there. You know, there's all these games, but I have no history with them. And I'll see them and I'll be like, oh, I really want to play that. But I know I'm not going to get that thing. And so as I'm playing the game and I'm dealing with 20-year-old load times, even though I'm playing yeah. <laughs> on a, a more modern system that speeds it up, there's still load times. And I'm like, I never experienced load times. with it. And I'm, like, I'm pulled back into my old... Like <laughs> my system's better because there's no load times thing, and I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, right? <laughs> it's just I don't know. Long way of saying like I, I have this fear of missing out these games when I should have experienced them, um, and I hope. So what it what it's done to me today is to be like, what in my life now am I going to regret missing out in the future? And one of the things I've tried to do, and and I haven't done it every day, but. I really want to get uh, my daughter outside as much as possible, um, whether it's going for walks, whether it's just hanging out outside, uh, whether it's literally just sitting on the porch, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. I don't want to be 20 years from now thinking back, ah, man, I remember when she was just six months old, and I wish I would have sat one more time you know, out on the deck with her or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to do is like, not have that future fear of missing out of missing out what could have been when I had the opportunity to do it. Oh no, it's you know it's gonna rain tonight. Tonight was a perfect example. I was like, let's just go on the front porch. We sat on the front porch. It started pouring for like twenty minutes, and actually she loved it. She was just sitting there watching all the rain come down. You know, like normally if I was already inside at that point, I'd be like, oh, it's raining. I don't want to you know go outside. But we have like a little mm-hmm. kind of entryway that's covered and stuff. We just sat out there for like yeah, uh, twenty five minutes, and so so. I'm sure you can never predict what you'll have that um, feeling for or what I will have that feeling for, but I'm trying to, you know, curb that feeling in the future as much right. as possible. Right. Um, with doing things and making sure we try different things constantly and, you know, right. try new right. restaurants, whatever it is. I, I, I don't think I'd ever be like, oh, I missed out on that restaurant or whatever, but it's just, it's, I don't know. I, I think everybody has their, oh, if I only had done that. If I had only invested in Apple stock in 2000, I'd be rich, right? Whatever it is. But that's not really what I'm going for. I'm going for more memory type things. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what I think is interesting, though, is you never know what you'll be nostalgic for. What you're doing right now will make you nostalgic for 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's kind of interesting about it. Um, because... In a certain context, this, like, let's say this this podcast, like, after a year, we're done. Like, we, d- we don't do any more episodes. There will be a level of nostalgia for this time in our lives, mm-hmm. you know? This, 
oh, you know, that first couple episodes, my daughter wasn't even born yet. You know, that you saying this, not my, I don't have a daughter, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like, you, like, in a certain way, by doing this podcast, it kind of allows me to see my life. Like, I think we've had this conversation before of, like, once you're out of college, like, you have no way to, like, measure your life. Mm -hmm. Because you used to measure your life by semesters or school years or whatever like that. But kind of in a way, this podcast, we're able to measure it. You know, it's just like, oh, back when we were recording those first couple episodes, you know, it was wintertime and, and... you know, your daughter wasn't born yet. And, you know, this event and this event hadn't happened yet, you know? And so like, I just think about in the future of like, will, will we be like, man, (laughs) you know, like, I wish we could go back to that first year because that, you know, that was an incredible time. Mm -hmm. But during our current state, like, we don't know it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's why I'm glad we're doing it. Right. And hopefully we can look back on it being like fond of this time and not being like, oh, we should have done this. Why, why yeah. didn't we do that? Well, I, th- I think right. I think we are right. doing it right. That's one of these things we've talked about forever. And it was just like, let's just do it. You know, just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether anything comes from it at all. But I, I do think this is us doing something. And so I think if you can think of your life that way of being like... <sighs> you know something that's attainable right like if you're like i want to be you know i don't know bill gates rich um, right i i don't know if i could ever be Bill. Gates. well I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of people that want to be bill gates rich right you know but i know bill gates isn't number one anymore he's like fallen to number two behind jeff bezos or whatever but still bill gates is still extremely rich right 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 <laughs> and that's a great goal to have but i don't think when i'm or at least I hope that when I'm 65 or 75, I'm not like, man, I really should have tried to be Bill Gates rich. And I, <laughs> right, right. I, I hope I'm looking back and be like, man, those two years that Kevin and I recorded the podcast were good times. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. we're recording it for 50 years and it just keeps going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tonight, uh, the song that I picked out, um, and I, I feel like it kind of goes well with this whole. Uh, fear of missing out, like nostalgia. Um, and it's just one, like, uh, I'm sure everybody has a song out there that just kind of puts you in this, like, this weird mood. But not, like, weird in a bad way. Just kind of, like, reflective, you know? Kind of the way you're thinking of, like, when you're being nostalgic or or you're thinking about, you know, the life that has gone by. Um, and it just so happens to be that we just saw this band. And so the song tonight is by Lord Huron and the, and the song is called way out there. Not alone. 
That's a good song. All right, Kevin, you ready for another? 